Climbers, Johnny here. Hey, I know you work your butt off to make great music, but you struggle to get new consumers interested in it. And let's face facts, your next new project is not going to be received any differently than the last one unless new people are exposed to it. And I know that growing your audience is frustrating, but listen, I promise it's not rocket science. It's just that what you're doing isn't very effective. But you're an artist and you absolutely need a fan base, right? You don't have all day to struggle with the promotion part either, so I get that. But imagine how it would feel to know exactly what you have to do every single day to gain more fans. And imagine how much more consistent you can be when you know exactly how to do it. Brands will come out of the woodwork to offer you money when you've accumulated a large enough audience. Let us help you with a consultation and you'll see tangible results every single day. Schedule a consultation today by emailing info at daredevilproduction.com. Again, production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line. Hey, I totally understand you might be a little apprehensive, so listen to what some other people thought of their consultation experience at Daredevil Production. I'm Tracy Lip. I'm an American music producer living in Scandinavia. And I'm Ipa. We booked an hour with Johnny from Daredevil Production. We needed to work on Ipa's social media. How did that go for you? I liked it. Johnny was super fun, and all the information he gave me was super, super easy to follow. I liked it because Johnny's understanding of social media is top-notch. He told us how the algos work, which hashtags to use, and where. We're definitely booking more time with Johnny and Daredevil Production. So prior to doing a consultation, I had studied marketing a little bit. I had read a few books, and I had taken a couple of online courses, and there was some good information there for sure. But for me, there was still something missing. So I decided to bite the bullet and do a consulting call with Johnny and the folks over at Daredevil. And... I know for me, what really made the whole thing really invaluable is that I got a specific customized marketing plan for me. And that was something that I had never got sitting in a classroom with 30 or 40 people or from a YouTube video or from an expensive online course or from a book. It's just that really personalized one-on-one attention. And it also feels like you finally got a coach for your music career. You've got you've got a personal mentor for your music career. And that was something again that I hadn't got from any of the, of the other sources of information that I'd studied before that. So, I really recommend it. And you you can tell that Johnny and and the folks over at Daredevil really want to see their clients succeed. I know for me, I had um, I think at the time I had around 300 Twitter followers. I've grown that to over 4,000 now. I had under a thousand likes on my Facebook page. I've grown that to over twenty thousand. I had I had zero email list subscribers at the time, and I've grown that to over five hundred now. So, I recommend it. Um, I know for the for the amount of money that you pay, for the value that you're going to get in return, it's just through the roof. I personally feel that I should be doing one of these calls, say, once a month. So if you haven't done this, jump in and do it. I promise you're not going to be disappointed. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted.
All right, welcome to another episode of Pick Johnny's Brain. This is where you might have marketing questions, artist development questions. You're not sure where to go for some answers, and so you're going to pop them on me, and I'm going to try to give you some answers back in a real tight-knit little 15-minute structure. So today, for the first time ever on Pick Johnny's Brain podcast, we have a very special guest to help me with this answer, my co-host on the climb, (laughs) Brent Baxter. What's up, Brent? Wow, it's so nice to finally be on your show, Johnny. I uh, know you're welcome. You're welcome. I know it's a it's an honor for you to to meet me. And uh, it is. <laughs> I've been dying to get on the climb for so long. <laughs> well, the reason I asked you to do this, buddy, is because this is very much of a writing centric kind of a question. And I mean, this is really your department. Of course, you know, I got a lot to offer here too. But thought maybe we could tackle this together. If that's cool with you, sounds good. All right. So this is from Mike Parker. I'm just going to read this email to you. It says, enjoying the podcast, a little background before my question. I'm 44 and have been writing most of my life. I did a stint in Nashville in my twenties and had some minor successes, including a song sung. That's the name of the song, but ultimately not in quotation marks cut by Mel McDaniel and a couple indie cuts. Uh, So that means he's had a couple indie cuts on top of that. I left Nashville for many reasons, but the relevant one here is that the music in Nashville is ignored unless it's in the box. I think he means writing wise in the box. My law, my songs aim to understand the box, but live somewhere outside of it. It's more akin in a lot of ways to some of the red dirt stuff. That's uh, for those of you that don't know, it's like a Texas thing. It's a lot more raw, a lot more gritty. It's, the red mm-hmm. dirt is sort of the difference between the, the Seattle sound and what was going on in hair bands. <laughs> that was real yeah. slick. You know, it's, it's right. very much not rough slick, and tumble. That's for sure. Yeah. So here's my question. He says, is it possible for an established writer to get an established artist to sing an unconventional but well-crafted song? By unconventional, I'm asking if Toby Keith ever hears Red Solo Cup if the Warren Brothers aren't behind it. Does Tim McGraw cut or hear, please remember me, or angry all the time if unknowns have to go through multiple third parties first and get those songs? Aren't the products of, if their songs aren't the products of visionary artists or writers? If it is possible, what are some strategies? He said, I just discovered the Climb podcast and joined the service. Podcast is amazing, and I hope to hear your services reach a wide audience and their full potential. Thanks for what you do. Thank you, Mike Parker. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. And- can help by sharing all right so yeah thanks for listening man it's a good question one thing that caught me at the beginning was you said can an established writer get a song to an established artist if it's an unconventional song but then the rest of your question seems to be about well if it's an unknown writer so let's tackle that first yeah. which to me means I, I think what mike means is like i've had some indie cuts the kind of someone in his situation i've had some indie cuts i feel like i know what i'm doing writing wise so I'm established as far as I'm not a newbie as a songwriter, but yet right. I'm unknown. So he knows the craft. He knows what he's I, doing. Yeah, he feels like he's good on the craft, but he d- maybe doesn't have the relationships. He doesn't have the track record yet. Okay, can someone like him get a song to a Tim McGraw, Blake, whoever, if it's an unconventional song? Or is there any chance? Let's dive into some of those examples that he talked about firsthand. So Red Solo Cup, Big Toby Keith hit. It's crazy as a loon that song it was written by the warren brothers who are also they had a record deal for a while but hit songwriters and then the beaver brothers brett and jim beavers so it was, there's two brads there's brett warren and brett beaver yes so it was that's the, just the too warren much beavers. fun 
I know the, I know the Warrens, and they that's got they got to be laughing about that like every day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the War on Beavers. The War on Beavers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So they wrote that one for Toby, and they're all established hit songwriters. Then you had he mentioned "Please Remember Me," which I believe was written by Rodney Crowell, who is well-established, legendary, well-regarded. Is that song outside of the box? Please remember me. Man, Isn't it just a, like a really solid meatball, really awesome ballad across. Uh, the, you know, I'd have to plate. listen to it again and listen to it in context <laughs> of the time and the other stuff that was out there. So I don't know a lyrical content. I just have to look into it because it's been a while since Tim recorded that. I want to say that was on the Chasing the Sun or something album. So it's it's been a minute. I think I was just still in Little Rock when that came out. So like early two thousands, late nineties. So it might have been unusual for the time. I'm not sure. But then you have Angry All the Time, which Tim McGraw also cut, which was written by Bruce Robison, who is a Texas singer-songwriter. And that was found... So everyone knows who Rodney Crowell is, right? So And that had been maybe a single for him, or it had been out on his stuff. The Warren oh, really? Beavers, I think so. Rodney released so. it first. Okay. I, I figure he... Because I mean, Rodney's been around forever, so I think it was a cover of a Rodney song. So that gives access to that. Plus, he's well-regarded, so hey... The Warren Beavers, they know Toby. Everybody knows who they are. They have well-established pipeline to artists and write with artists and do all that stuff. So easy access to Toby, which I think that song was almost more of an accident. They wrote it as a hoot. and Yeah, the story, it. real quick, let, let mm-hmm. me know. The story behind Red Solo Cup was they were all at a barbecue, and somebody, I'm not sure who it was, was talking to one of the Warren brothers. My guess, knowing the two of them, is that it was probably Brad or Bridge, as I remember him. And they said, well, you know, they were just talking about songwriting. He's like, well, they were like, we can write a song about anything and think about a barbecue. Got a red solo cup in his hand. He's like, well, write a song about this solo cup. And they're like, all right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. <laughs> and, and they sure enough killed did. it. They killed yes, it. They did kill it. Uh, and you and so I were talking before the podcast. I mean, that's definitely a novelty thing, right? It's an It is. It's so weird, but it's so well done. Yeah, it's that's brilliant. The thing. It's really well done for what it is. A novelty thing, but they just wrote the crazy to the wall on it. So, mm-hmm. and so then you have the Rodney Crowell thing, and then like Angry All the Time. Bruce Robinson is a well respected Texas singer songwriter. I have a few of his records. I had his version of Angry All the Time before I had Tim McGraw's version. And so I think Tim just maybe knew that from records, or Bruce was also published by Carnival Music, which is like Frank Liddell and people. So they definitely had access to Tim's camp. And Tim, he goes for a little bit more of that unusual stuff. Toby will do a little bit more unusual stuff. Not everyone goes kind of outside the box. So I think part of it is finding the right song, having the access, the pipeline to the right artist. Because all those songs, not everybody would do. That's kind of the crux right. of his question, right? Yeah. So what are the odds of someone, say, in Mike's position? So feel like you, you have the chops, but you don't have the connections. It's a very low chance of getting one of those recorded, I feel like, for a couple of reasons. The big thing is the layers of yes you have to get through. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. For an unknown, you know, you want to get as close. If you want to get a cut, it's like every yes that has to happen along that path to the artist to the cut is like a link in a chain, and mm -hmm. a single no breaks that chain, breaks that link. And so, I want my chain to be as short as possible, which means there's few potential no's in between me and the cut as possible. So, so pay attention because we're getting into strategy here, right? Chain with a lot of links, or chain More with a chain couple links. Exactly. You want as short a chain as possible because every link in that chain is a yes you have to get and it's a no you might get and that breaks the chain so mm -hmm. so say for the warren brother and the beaver brothers either they got it directly to toby or somebody by them probably just got it directly to toby is like a short chain right rider probably one link and then toby and toby decides what he cuts same thing with those others is probably just short and for all i know tim mcgraw was listening to bruce robinson on the bus as an artist, just like as a fan, and went, oh, I love that. I want to cut that. Or maybe somebody pitched it to Missy Gallimore. You know, like you sort of went from like writer, publisher, A&R, Tim, maybe. So maybe you got a couple chains in. Well, and it was already there. it was already cut, man. So, yeah, so, so let's do this because we got like five minutes left. So what are some of the strategies? I think here's what the strategies are. Strategy one is you got to change your mindset a little bit. It's not just about the song. Which, which I think he knows about because he's like, do I have a chance? Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of what he's asking. And so, yeah. I mean, just think about it in terms of a really, really well-crafted, good, good song is going to be just, it's a requirement to get into the room. Mm. And then now what's going to happen? You can't be a wallflower in the room. You've got to be out kissing hands and shaking babies and talking with people yeah. and making relationships. If I come up to you and let's say you have a creative conundrum in your backyard with where to put the fire pit that you just bought <laughs> mm -hmm. or something weird like that. And you know me and you were friends with me and I put a fire pit in my backyard and you helped me. So we played in the sandbox together and got creative. Hey, if we put it over here, it'll be like, oh, oh yeah, brilliant. Okay, great. That's a good idea. And then we'll twist it this way and put the, you know, blah. and so we've already had that whole track record. Now, if I come to you and I'm like, Hey, I just got a fire pit. Will you help me with mine? Cause I help with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're going to be in there and you're going to be open and ready for the receive 
the receipt of information mm-hmm. from me because we've already had a creative emotional bank account that started. If I come in off the street and notice you in your backyard and you're walking around with a fire pit trying to put, I'm like, I come walking, hey man, you should put over here. I could give you the same information as your best friend, but you're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> this is my backyard. You know what I mean? So it's not just about the information. It's about how it's served up, who it's coming from and all that. So strategy is what can you do? One strategy is what can you do to increase your relationships and shorten that chain, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least not have one of the chains break because somebody's like, oh, who's this guy? Who's the writer? No, no, no. We got something better from Ronnie Crow. We got something better from somebody that we know. Yeah. And um, just if your songs are unusual, say if you write that red solo cup, which is just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. If you're unknown, that means your chain is longer. You got to go through all these people to all these unbroken string of yeses, all this unbroken string of green lights to get to the artist. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an unusual outside the boxing, there's more chance that somebody, A&R intern, friend of a publisher, whatever, is going to be like, I just don't get it. Because there's more chance for people not to get it because it's not the safe bet and to break that chain. So, yes, you, I'd say you got to go wide and go deep. You got to go wide. And, and, and it deep. is a bet. It's a bet, right? Because they're going to be mm-hmm. spending a bunch of money on that song. Yeah. Promoting it. So. Now, step two, you know who comes to mind for me is Travis Meadows. Travis mm-hmm. Meadows is not an inside-the-box Music Row songwriter. Correct. Mm-mm. Not in any way, shape, or form. And Travis put out his own stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And Travis did such a good job and is such a good songwriter. And so here's where the song matters, because even though Travis's records didn't blow the world away. Right. And as far as sales are concerned, I mean, they blew my world away when I heard those songs. I'm not talking talking about the commerce behind it, but it was so good that everybody, his records were on every single freaking tour bus that left Nashville. That's what the crew, that's what the artists and the bands were listening to on the bus because they were great. And so he is, I think, the epitome of what you probably aspire to be, Mike Parker, because there's a story I know well about him when he first started writing with Eric Church, who chooses to be, you know, his brand is outside the box, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah. And so, I mean, Travis gets on the bus and he's like, Mayor Church tells him, the only reason you're on this bus is because you're not one of the music row songwriters. You know that, right? <laughs> he's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's because we're going to write something cool and we're going to do my brand and not, we're not going to try to create something ear candy. There's nothing wrong with either one, but Eric knows his brand. He's making a very clear communication. This is what I want to do. And the reason that he's aware of Travis Meadows is because Travis put that stuff out. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, ha- it wasn't a hit. So it didn't have to be, some big hit. And I imagine like how many records did Rodney Crowell's Angry All the Time sell versus. Oh, Bruce Robinson's Angry All the Time. Or Not I'm sorry, nearly Bruce as Robinson. much as Tim's. Yeah. So create it is a good idea. And then you can try to get it out there if you can sell it like on tape, right? If you can sing it, if you yeah, can, if you can do the artist thing, if you can't do that, then um, the more artists that you are, Here's another way where the song can come first in a relationship. I would be wanting to know every single solitary artist that there was to know and show them your songs, befriend them. And they're going to, from the songs, if they're as well-crafted as you say they are, Mike, they're going to know this guy's legit and you're going to start up some friendships and maybe you're going to find the artist who really fits your outside the box lane and you build that up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think, yeah. I think- and I think, and also go wide. If you're not the artist thing, 
you got to meet as many people as you can. Let as many people hear it to start finding yeah. the weak link. How can you get into the start getting into the bloodstream, right? And so it's not just going, oh, I played for one publisher. They said, no, no, it's taking a lot of shots. How many other songs? It's, it's a little bit of that with survivor bias or success bias, whatever that is on those songs. Like how many weird songs didn't make it? Yeah. How many outside the box songs didn't make it? Those yeah. did. Those weren't the only ones that were trying. So you got to right. take a lot of shots through a lot of avenues, meet a lot of people, shake a lot of hands, let a, pop, a lot of people hear your music and keep doing and keep doing. And I don't think he's doing this, but just for everybody else who's listening, I don't think this is what Mike is doing, but I just see this all too often. It's the focus on one song, song right? Yeah. Real quick, when I started in the mortgage industry, that was the first lesson they said, don't get hung up on your first loan because everybody gets hung up on their first loan, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, everything, like, oh, and you're just freaking out about it. It's like, no, 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 no. Look, there's 50 loans behind it. You just got to do a good job on all these, and then they're going to start to fall. Eventually, they're going to start to fall. They're going to start to come in. You're going to start to make some revenue. But if you just get hung up on the one, you're shortchanging yourself. So I think that's what you're saying, Brent, by going wide, right? You're going wide. A lot of relationships. All right, guys. Well, uh, there you go. Mike, thanks for that question there. If you have a question for Pick Johnny's Brain, send it to info at daredevilproduction.com and put Pick Johnny's Brain in the subject line so it gets into the right folder. And at one point or another, we'll get to it here on the podcast. Some of them take a little longer than others. And if you haven't done it already, please download the 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans PDF. It's a power-packed, value-bomb-packed PDF for you that's just going to get your mindset right and give you some different strategies on marketing your music. So for you, Mike, if you decide to record these yourself, it's going to have some good ideas for you on how to get it, how to push it out there. And just go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com, and just tell us where to send it and we'll get it to you. Thanks a lot, Mike Parker. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Challenge accepted. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.